Well, it's that time of the year. As we draw close to 2021 and we enter 2022, like, before, like, I do the mailbag and I do predictions for WWE Day 1, NXT New Year's Evil, and my personal predictions for 2022, I want to open up for a brief moment, and uh, I want to say thank you guys so much for an incredible 2021. This year, honestly, has been just just full of roller coasters to say the least. And I don't usually talk numbers regarding streaming and podcasting, but as I look at the total plays, we have reached 4.3K total plays. That is freaking awesome. <clears throat> that is absolutely awesome. The amount, like, and I'm sorry if I moved the mic a little bit, but the amount of love and support I got this year has been absolutely mind-blowing. You know, because I honestly thought, like, doing this podcast in February of 2019, I thought, like, this was just a podcast that I was going to do for the sake of doing it. And, like, I went from recording in one take on Audacity to recording a two-parter and doing reviews. Just, this journey has been absolutely amazing, you know? Just absolutely amazing. And I hope for 2022, which we will get back to our regular schedule. Like, I wanted to take time and reminisce on... 2021 as a whole like this year for me has been a roller coaster i had to deal with hurricane ida i've been i've been having ups and downs regarding my streams i've been having some of the great moments i on twitch but um like hurricane ida was a big down and um just <clears throat> dealing with um mood swings by like the middle of december and look, this year, like, I wouldn't say this was, like, a good, like, a great year. I thought it was good. I got my vaccine shot in August of that year. I wanted to make sure I was healthy. I got back to work. Like, I went back to my job, and I came back stronger and just looking better than ever. Felt like I haven't missed a beat. And now I'm just happy to do what I do best and that's like live the best life now if you ask me Shino what is your goals for next year there's a lot I want to do I want to grow continue to grow my podcast I want to like if like podcast related like grow I want to interview wrestlers on my podcast and like, I do have this idea of interviewing up-and-coming wrestlers that I think have the bright future, like, called Future of Wrestling po Interview. Like, just talk with the up-and-comers and just explain what got them into pro wrestling and what's their where do they see themselves in a couple years. Like, something like that. 
I think that would be really good. And I'm sorry if I'm coughing a little bit, just, you know, with this whole people getting sick quickly and COVID rapidly going back up. Like, I'm trying to be precautious, and I'm, I apologize if I cough a little bit, but that's one of my goals for Twitch. Not not Twitch, for the podcast. For Twitch, I want to reach 500 followers. I want to get my first hype train, and I want to release merch. That's one of the ideas I've been having because I want people to appreciate what I give to them and like I want to give back to the community you know like that's one of the goals that I have for next year and I hope things go according to plan and I also want to grow my discord because I have plans for watch-alongs for movie nights and maybe some game nights who knows like that's just um one of the ideas that I've been thinking about so those are like my big plans and I got a lot of people who believe in me but that's pretty much that this is a bonus of no one's ready for wrestling we're not doing uh the episode yet we're gonna hold off on that until the beginning like to the start of 2022 which will be next week we'll be recording next week just getting back into normal schedule I haven't forgot about you guys I just want to take those two weeks off of the holidays and just just reminisce on this year. For those of you who are new, I welcome you to the podcast. If you aren't like subscribed on iTunes or subscribed on Spotify, please do so. That way you guys can stay up to date. I like having new listeners. It really helps. And for those of you who don't know me, I'm the one and only Phoenix that rises from the ashes, and this is your boy, Shino Phoenix, recording for the final time of 2021. And I thank you guys for uh, joining me as we talk, as I answer your questions for the mailbag. I only got three questions. To those three, I personally want to thank you guys. But don't fret if you didn't uh, send in your questions, because on February, February, uh, because now I got to go back to when I started recording, like it happens every time. February 10th, we will be doing a four-year anniversary mailbag. So this is just an announcement, a four-year anniversary mailbag. Just send in your questions. You got an ass load of time. And like I said, it could be wrestling. It could be podcasting advice. It could be video games, streaming. It could be anything. Just... You can email me, the one and only Phoenix1993 at gmail.com. Please include your name and where you're from. And if you don't like to email, DM me on Discord, DM me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook Messenger if you have Facebook. And just show just ask me your questions and I'll write them down and uh shout you out on the show because that's what I do. So that's something I wanted to say. Um, now, before we do, do like the mailbag, like there is some news. I want to talk about Tony Storm. I want to talk about Mercedes Martinez. Like, I'm not going to go in depth on the reviews like this time with AEW and WWE. Like, I just want to, this is a chill record session. <clears throat> and we're going to continue 
Like, we'll be back at full position, just give my thoughts on the shows and all of that. But we got two predictions, and I'll even throw my lease on what I think might happen in uh, 2022. So, that's that. Alright, so, before we do all this social media, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter. Shino D Phoenix. I do live tweet for Raw, uh, NXT, AEW, if I'm not wor- at work. Um, but I also do my Wednesday shout outs. Like I shout out some of the most amazing people that I've met and I did it with the Twitch shout out. I do it. I did it with the final Wednesday, um, shout out for this year with like, we do this every Wednesday. I shout out some amazing people on Twitter and I also use it to promote my, uh, Twitch channel. Speaking of which make sure you guys follow me on Twitch. Shino Phoenix, I got big plans for uh for next year. Like I'm working on some ideas if I reach the goals of uh regarding my channel. And I do like for those who don't know, I'm a variety guy. I stream on the Nintendo Switch, I stream on the PlayStation 5. <coughs> I am mostly known for being the legend on Fall Guys. Which, we got 200 crowns before the year ended, which was fucking insane. Possibly the best moment I've ever had. And I have proof and clips of that. And I've got a lot of people who gave me a lot of love on uh, Fall Guys, which was just unbelievable. I legit cried that day because that was the best moment I've ever had. Um, But if you loved seeing me play video games and just talk to you guys please follow she follow me shino phoenix i am the coolest sob that you will ever meet if you have instagram follow me cool man sip that's cyp by the way i do post clips on on there and uh i post like personal stuff like do in- instagram stories and just being me you know and that's the only thing that matters so if you like to see me um, make sure you, make sure you follow me on Instagram, cool man sip, that's CYP by the way. I have, and here's something new for you Twitch streamers out there, I have a Hover account, which is pretty much for streamers to grow, and I've been getting some followers lately, so, <clears throat> I do post my clips on, uh, on, a uh, Hover, which is like, Think of it as TikTok, but for streamers. And I just think it's the best platform for us. So if you guys want to follow me, it's, it's, my, it's just like my Twitch, Shino Phoenix. It's so simple. Please show some love to me. I got like 20 followers already, which is really cool. And we're going to continue to make it rise. We're going to make it rain. All right. If you want to be a part of my Discord, please DM me. I got big things planned uh, for this year. We will be doing uh, movie nights per month. And the first movie we're going to be doing a, a movie night on, like, or movie day, is um, because we're doing it every Sunday. Every Sunday we're going to be doing uh, a movie night per month. We're going to be doing the Peanuts movie, which has a special place in my heart. And if you haven't seen it... um. Honestly, I would recommend it. It is really good. 
It's on Disney Plus, and we're going to be watching it on my Disney Plus. Streaming directly on Discord. So, what are you waiting for? Join the Phoenix Clan family. And boost my uh, Discord, too. That's another goal that I want. I want to reach level 3 this year. That is my goal. And if you do that, I will tell you up front that I love you. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Facebook, make sure you like the Facebook page. No one's ready for wrestling. That way you guys can stay up to date on the podcast. And if there's anything important that came up, I will let y'all know. And that's pretty much that. Now, let's get right into some news. Um, I did watch AEW, which I thought was pretty good. It was overloaded with tag teams wrestling. And... We had Kylo Riley make his AEW de- debut. Red Dragon is reunited. And of course, I love the story they're telling. They're having the Young Bucks stir the pot with Adam Cole and Kylo Riley. Which we all know Adam Cole and Kylo Riley is going to. Like, Adam Cole is going to join Red Dragon, and you got Undisputed Era reunited. And you got the Young Bucks. I don't know when Kenny's going to be due. For a return, they say there's no timetable return because the guy's been going through hell, battling injuries, and he needs to let his body rest. So when he's 100%, I think that's when we see the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega take on Adam Cole and the Red Dragon. So I think that's going to be really cool on uh, AEW. But we had Thunder Rosa, my girl Thunder Rosa, somebody that I should interview on this podcast. And um, we had a big surprise when Jay Cargill advanced to the finals. And after after the hooded figure attacked under Rosub behind the ref's back, it was confirmed that Mercedes Martinez has signed with AEW. And I said, that is a great move for her. Like, and I'm happy for Mercedes Martinez. And I, I just love when she proves people wrong. And I think she's going to and I think this is going to help the women's division even further because I think that was I think the only thing we criticize with AEW is how they book how the women's division has been booked and how we don't get much from the women. Like we only get one match and hopefully we get two or three more. Hopefully next year that's what's going to happen. But Mercedes Martinez brings the veteran presence to help elevate some of the younger women. And I think she's another name that could really benefit to help in AEW's women's division. Now, who knows who they might have next year. We might get Ember Moon. We might get Tony Storm, which we will talk about right now. And let's transition to that. Tony Storm. I don't know how WWE dropped the ball with Tony Storm. Like, on the main roster, her run in NXT UK has to be her best run in her entire WWE career. She came into the Mae Young Classic not once, but twice. She won the second Mae Young Classic, beating Io Shirai in a 10-minute match, which, honestly, I felt it could have been longer. But, I honestly think... um, her winning the Mae Young Classic, her winning the NXT Women UK Women's Championship from Rhea Ripley was the highlight of her career. 
She goes to the main NXT show, has a meh run, gets called up to the main roster, beats Zelina Vega, hasn't been featured on on the shows, been sitting in catering, which she revealed that it's the worst feeling because you don't know what you're going to expect. Like, you don't know what you have in store. Then they realize, hey, we got Tony Storm, let's use her. And they put her in a program with Charlotte Flair, and she gets pied in the face not once but twice. Yeah, Tony Storm pinned Charlotte clean, and she just had a SmackDown Women's Championship match with Charlotte, which we knew Tony Storm was not going to beat Charlotte Flair. And now, Tony is gone from WWE. This was first reported by Fightful. And confirmed by PW Insider. Fightful reported that Tony Storm has been let go of WWE. She's gone. Storm recently wrestled Charlotte Flair last Friday night on SmackDown. There's no word on what led to her release or if this was something she requested. Storm was on the get was the latest guest on the Out of Character podcast with Ryan Satin. And she talked about sitting and catering after being called up to the main roster. Now, she said, when you're, like, when you're sat in catering, it's not a good feeling. Just sitting there, waiting for your shot, waiting for your big break, waiting to show everyone what you work your life to be good at. I just sat there asking, where am I next? What's happening? Now, stuff starts happening. I'm still like, what's going on? Oh, my God. What is my life? Now... Here's some updates regarding um, the news on why Tony Storm was released. And PW Insider reports that the story making arounds is that Storm requested her release. WWE's internal announcement did not state that she was released due to budget cuts. And trust me, if even if it was budget cuts, I still would have a field day on how <coughs> how piss poor. WWE has booked Tony Storm and honestly how they've lost possibly a future top star in that women's division on SmackDown. Now it looks like you got to purge the women's division in NXT. More than likely, I feel like it's going to be Raquel Gonzalez because what's left for Raquel to do on NXT? There's really much, not much of anything. So, like... Now, WWE has not been quick to grant release requests, so this sort this is sort of unusual. Storm was seen by many in the company as someone who could eventually break out as one of the top female stars, but that was said years ago when she was first signed to the NXT UK brand. The 26-year-old, she's only 26, has an opportunity to prove herself elsewhere in the future. Now, I believe Meltzer... Now, no, continuing with PW Insider, they reported that she flew herself home in Baltimore after last night's house show in Washington, D.C. Now, last night's match reportedly went down as scheduled, so it doesn't look like something that happened in the ring is what caused her to ask for her release. So, we don't know what it is, but... And I'll give my own thoughts on this. And Meltzer chimed in... Uh on the Wrestling Observer with Brian Alvarez 
and he talked about the situation and he believes that he heard that she was burnt out was the reason why she wanted out of the company. Now, Melsa said, and I quote, as far as her reasons and why she left, the only thing I heard was burnout essentially. I heard from some people there, it was kind of a feeling if you watch the buildup in her Charlotte Flair feud, and you, you probably, if you were her, and you think about your job as opposed to just doing your job, you probably ask a lot of questions like, why did I get pie thrown in my face twice when I'm a baby face? Even though she did get the revenge, why, why when you're building up the big match, do I get my ass kicked and win by disqualification? Why did I not win that match? The one thing with WWE is they are feeling, they are feeding their top stars and they have their protective stars. Now, Melsa said that the feud was all about building Charlotte Flair, and again, that's one of the big problems. Like, if you're building Charlotte Flair, like, how long are you going to depend on a Charlotte Flair or a Becky Lynch to carry your women's division? You need new faces to help flourish. Like, the only people who I honestly think give a shit, Sasha Banks, Bayley, and Asuka. Those are the big three. Now... And they tend to do more to protect them sometimes, and that's what happened. Melsa added that the way she was booked could be part of it. Perhaps she'll say something. There's probably a 90-day non-compete involved in any circumstances. Melsa says he's trying to find out more, but she's gone out of nowhere. And here's my take on this. This is just my little takeaway from this story. I feel like WWE really dropped the ball hard with Tony Storm. <clears throat> and I want to see d- new faces get the opportunity to shine in the spotlight. Like, I want to see Shotzi Blackheart get that opportunity. And we haven't even seen Shotzi that much. And that's alarming. Now, Tony Storm. I've been a fan of Tony Storm ever since I watched her in Stardom. Stardom was the reason why I love Tony Storm. Tony Storm was doing some of her best work down there, and she was doing some of her best work in NXT UK. I feel like they could have done more. Like, I've been saying, like, Tony Storm could be a big star wherever she goes. Now, for them to feed Tony Storm to to Charlotte Flair and they don't have Charlotte elevate somebody like Tony Storm you know that's a problem and it's I put that blame not on Charlotte Flair I put the blame on WWE for not building up somebody credible like Tony Storm has that credible feel it's just that they didn't even give her the chance to showcase why she could be a top star in WWE. Why does it have to be Charlotte? Why does it have to be Becky? Like, no disrespect to these two. I want, um, I want somebody else to carry that spotlight, you know? Like, you don't need to feed, like, 
you got to start building towards your younger talents because if you don't, then it's going to lead to a trickling effect that the fans are going to are going to get tired of seeing the same shit. And I'm dead serious when I say that. Now, we don't know Tony Storm's reasons. Like, maybe she was burnt out. Maybe it's probably because she wants to be closer to Juice Robinson, who are engaged to be married. <clears throat> like, we don't know what the reason is. Maybe she just wanted out, and maybe WWE told her, hey, you can come back. Whenever you feel like it, the door's always open. You know how they tell that to anybody. Well, mostly everybody if either their contract is up or they ask for their release. So, like, I'm honestly thinking that Tony Storm wanted out because, and this is just me, this is my theory, I think it's because maybe she was feeling a little bit frustrated about how she's been booked. And maybe she wanted to be closer to Juice Robinson. That's probably my theory. And if you are an Impact Wrestling, if you're an AEW, if you're NWA or any other promotions, you will be fools. Fools! If you don't get Tony Storm. Now, like I said, with Mercedes Martinez, if AEW gets an Ember Moon... A Teak, Hegan Knox, Nixon Newell, um, a Tony Storm. Like, and I'm not trying to say everybody should go to straight to AEW, but if they get those three, that could really help the women's division, which right now is in desperate need of some women. <clears throat> now, like I said, Impact would be great because, look, Juice Robinson is working there as part of this partnership with New Japan. And she could be one of the big names in the knockouts division. That's just how I see it. But we don't know what is on the mind of Tony Storm on why she possibly asked for her release. But whatever it is, like, I hope it's for the best. And I think she's going to do well somewhere else because wherever she goes, the fans will follow. That's just how I see it. Now, it's prediction time. It's prediction time. And we're going to do day one predictions, with take, which takes place tomorrow on New Year's Day. I won't be able to watch it, unfortunately, because I will be at work. So, like, this, this pay-per-view has some interesting matches. Some of them, I, I don't know. But, you know, the company has been dealing with <coughs> COVID talents and employers getting COVID and WWE foolishly stopping the COVID test, which I don't understand why. You're pretty much risking the health of your talent. You're risking the health of your employers. And most importantly, you're risking the health of your fans, which I don't understand. That 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 is just foolishness if you don't. Do that. Just make sure your talent is 100% healthy. That's it. That's pretty much how I see it. But day one, I don't know. I have mixed feelings for the show. <clears throat> it could be good. But like they always say, when 
you have low expectations, sometimes the pay-per-view does good. So what we're going to do, we're going to start with the pre-show match, the kickoff, which they announced, is Cesaro teaming up with Ricochet, taking on Ridge, Holland, and Sheamus. Uh, This should be an interesting one. I mean, I'm happy that Ricochet is getting some spotlight because they know how good Ricochet is. And I want him to be pushed up the level even more. I honestly think this is building towards a Ridge Holland Sheamus win. This is my prediction. I think Ridge Holland and Sheamus are going to win because, look, you got to build up Ridge Holland because he is one of the bright young stars that I could see this company building towards. So I think the heels are going to win this match. And let's work our way to the singles matches that don't have titles. We have Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss. I don't even know why this is a pay-per-view match. This should just be a kickoff match, to be honest. And I really don't care about the Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss gimmick. It is fucking terrible. It's just cringe to my ears. And honestly, this feels like a TV match more than a pay-per-view match. Where's the build? Where is the build? I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. (coughs) So if I have to predict, I'm going with Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre is going to win this match. In another singles match, we have Edge versus The Miz. Now, on Raw, which, like, I honestly could tell you right now, I'm at a breaking point watching Monday Night Raw because the show is so fucking boring. Yes, you have a sprinkle of good matches, but on Raw, they had The Miz and Maurice um, renew their vows. And, they, and of course, they get a brood bath. Now, I don't know how to feel about this match. It should be okay. But if they're going to continue it, I, I think Maurice is going to get involved. She's going to give Miz the win. And this leads to a mixed tag match between Beth Phoenix and Edge taking on Maurice and Miz. And you close out the feud right there. End of story. Move Edge to someone else. <coughs> That's just how I see it. But I think the Miz is going to win this match. I'm just throwing the bone. I'm thinking the Miz is going to win. Now let's get to the title matches. We have RK Bro defending their Raw Tag Team titles against the Street Profits, who won the RK Bronament. Um, look, this should be good. I honestly think this should be a really good match. RK Bro has honestly been the best thing about Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, I I, I hate to say it, they have really good chemistry as a serious yet comedic duo. They have great chemistry and it's a guilty pleasure. I really enjoy Matt Riddle and Ar- Randy Orton. Now, this match should be really good, but um, I don't see the titles change in hand. I think RK-Bro, they are, they're going to retain. That's my prediction. I think it's going to be a pretty decent match. From one tag team match to another, the Usos defend their SmackDown tag team titles against the New Day. Now, the Usos have been... Losing week after week after week to the New Day. 
and is at a point where they need this win more than the New Day. And quite frankly, that's what I'm going with. I think the Usos need to win because if they lose, they're pretty much, they're just going to be losers. Like, they, they were made to look like chumps even though they're champions. You don't make your champions look like a bunch of goobers. Even though I know this match is going to be good because the Usos and the New Day, they have really good chemistry. So, but I'm going with the Usos because they need this win more than the New Day. There's no way they could fuck this up. (coughs) We have Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against Liv Morgan. I mentioned in one of the reviews that on Raw that the main event between Liv versus Becky for the Raw Women's Championship accomplished one thing. It made Liv feel like a main event player, and that's exactly what they did. And we knew the rematch was going to come when Becky had to cheat to win. Now, part of me wants to think that this could build up for a token title win for Liv Morgan. Let her have let her have that moment. I would be I would be happy for her if she wins the title. I would be extremely happy for her because honestly, who wouldn't want to see Liv carry gold? And I honestly believe that's something that they should really look into, but I don't see it happening. I really don't see it happening. I honestly think Becky Lynch is going to retain, and she is going to move on to who? I don't know. Now, what if this leads to a return to from Asuka? Who knows? We're just going to have to wait and see. But I don't know what they have in store for um, this match. But I, I'm going with Becky Lynch. I think she ain't dropping that title. And our co-main event which I believe it is, or it might open the show. We have the WWE Championship on the line in a fatal four-way match. We have Big E defending his title against Seth Rollins, who won the number one contendership match. And it was supposed to be the match at day one, but Kevin Owens won uh, via disqualification because Seth Rollins couldn't control his temper. And then they added Bobby Lashley. And... It was because he had to beat those three guys, which is just typically lazy. And then they did the tag team of Can They Coexist, which you don't know how much I fucking hate that cliche now. Can they coexist? We'll find out next. It's just lame and boring. Now look, the match should be okay. You got the caliber of talents in there, and you also got some teases you could have Bobby Lashley go be a baby face and like if you go back they had like a while back they had Lashley and Omos have a stare down and the crowd just blew up now who's to say that wouldn't be a a match at Wrestlemania I don't know a baby face Lashley even though I have mixed feelings about a baby face Lashley heel Lashley is always the best but They might break Bobby Lashley away from MVP. We don't know. But I don't see Big E dropping the title anytime soon. Like, I still think we're going to get Kevin Owens taking the pin. 
and it's going to be what it originally supposed to be, Big E defending his title against Seth Rollins. And I think that's what we're going to get. So I'm going with Big E. I think he retains the uh, WWE Championship. In the main event, Brock Lesnar will take on Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And honestly, this is one of the matches I'm looking forward to because of one man, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is going to play a key factor into this match. And I honestly believe this is just me thinking outside the box. Me thinking outside the box on how the ending would play out. What if Roman Reigns firing Paul Heyman (coughs) is just a swerve to trick Brock Lesnar and screwing him out of the title out of the title again? I could see something like that. Because right right now, babyface Brock Lesnar has has to be one of the best things on uh, SmackDown right now. And honestly, I feel like Heyman is going to betray Le- He's going to screw Lesnar again. And this was all but a ruse to prove that um, Roman has al- always has an ace up his sleeve. And we don't know where we go with next. We'll just think of something. But I'm honestly thinking Roman is winning that is retaining. There is no reason for him to drop this title that right now when he's the best thing going on in this company, possibly in wrestling in general. That's just how I see it. So there's no reason, none whatsoever to have Roman drop the title this, like at this very moment, have him go out of day one as the victor. So Roman Reigns retains and more than likely we might get another match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. But this time, the roles are in reverse. I don't know. Maybe they might do a triple threat and add Drew McIntyre. I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. But if there's another match that they might add, they might add the Intercontinental Championship match which between Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura. And if you were to ask me, who do you have winning this? I'm going with Sami Zayn. I feel like Nakamura's run as Intercontinental Champion has been a complete disappointment. It's just there as a prop. It's not there to elevate Nakamura. I feel like it's just there for the sake of being there. And you don't, And that's the feeling that you should not have. The title should not be there on somebody's waist or on their shoulders for the sake of being there. It has to be represented with the way the title is presented, the way the title is being defended. And if the company is 100% their, t- their champion, everything will be better. That's just how I see it. And I had to take that quote from Lufisto. So, literally, I agree with my my own opinion. I think Sami Zayn might win if the match is on the card. Moving on from that, let's move to NXT New Year's Evil, which will be the first NXT show of uh, 2022. Now, we will have a confrontation with AJ Styles and Grayson Waller, which, honestly, I think this should be pretty good. Now, if this was a match, more than likely, I would give my I would say Grayson Waller should win because booking-wise, you got to build him up as the top heel, which I think they're doing a really good job with. Now, I could see AJ Styles winning. 
I could see AJ Styles winning and he gets attacked by Grayson Waller at the end. I think that's what's going to happen if we have the match. So, I would say AJ Styles wins. The match I am definitely definitely looking forward to seeing. Riddle and MSK taking on Imperium. That is going to be fucking awesome. Now, imagine if Trey Miguel signed with WWE. You get the Rascals versus Imperium. Holy shit! That would be fucking dope. That would be absolutely... <clears throat> incredible. That's just the best way I can say it. It would be absolutely incredible. Now, Imper- I don't know where to go with this because this could go either way. I think this is the hardest prediction f- on this card right here because I don't know where they could go with. Any of these these guys could win. If I had to choose one, uh... Damn, this is tough. Like, I'm going with Imperium. I'm going with Imperium. I think they're going to win this match. But I would not mind a Riddle MSK win if you're going to build up MSK as getting their rematch and being next in line for the uh, NXT Tag Team titles. But it could go either way. But I'm sticking with Imperium just because. And I think this is the match I am definitely looking forward to seeing. We have Carmelo Hayes, the NXT North American champion, taking on Roderick Strong, the Cruiserweight champion, and these titles will be unified. So, Cruiserweight title, no more. It's just going to be one big title. I think this should be a really good match. And, like, Carmelo Hayes, I say it every time, he's going to be a major player. He's going to be a star. And... Roderick Strong, he is a great in-ring performer. Now, if you were to ask me who should win, I'm going with Carmelo Hayes. I think he's winning those titles, and I don't know what you do next with Roddy. That's just how I see it, but I don't know what's next for Roderick Strong if he loses. But we're just going to have to wait and see. We have Mandy Rose defending her NXT Women's Championship in a triple threat match between Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, this match should be okay. This should be okay, but on the go-home show you had, originally it was supposed to be Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez taking on Toxic Attraction, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan, which would have been an easy win for them, but it's the typical can they coexist. So they switched that match, and this time, it was Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray instead. Now, the match itself was alright. Kaylee Ray took the pin, and, and I know people are asking, why is Io not taking the pin? It's because, here's the reason. My own own reason is that I feel like WWE, like mostly the guys in, who are running NXT right now, like Shawn Michaels, I honestly think they're protecting her because she's just the big star. And when she, when you beat her, it's a big deal. But I think EO is somebody that's just heavily protected. Now, as for this match, I don't see Cora Jade winning. I don't see Raquel winning the title back. Honestly, I think Raquel should be going up to the main roster. 
But I'm I'm going with Mandy Rose. I think she, re- well, I know she's going to retain. But I'm still sticking with the idea that WWE has up their sleeve. They could pull this stunt off and make the story feel even more important. The person that I honestly think should take the title off of Mandy Rose, because honestly, Mandy Rose does not need to be in NXT. She's already established, and now she has this new character change that you could bring to the main roster on SmackDown if you're still doing this program with Naomi and Sonya Deville. And you could bring Toxic Attraction with them. It works. And I'm still sticking with this idea. If they do stand and deliver, I would have Saray be the one to take the title from Mandy Rose. I don't want to hear, oh, they're just focusing on the looks. Fuck that. The story is there. Like, the story is right there. Mandy Rose and Saray is a few that honestly should happen. Build Saray up to win. Have her challenge for the NXT Women's Championship. And if you use William Regal, have him announce that Saray brings up a good point. She has been winning. You've been ducking. So in stand and deliver, you will defend your title against Saray, in which I would have Saray win the title. It writes itself. And honestly, you could have great matches with Saray as NXT Women's Champion. <clears throat> and I also believe this year, in 2022, Toxic Attraction are going to be losing those golds. Like, I don't see them carrying it for another year. Like, that's just how I see it. But I think Mandy Rose is going to retain. It's a no-brainer. Then the main event, Tommaso Ciampa defends his NXT Championship against... Braun Breaker. This one is so easy to predict. Braun Breaker is winning the NXT Championship. Like, it's a no-brainer. Like, we know how good Braun Breaker is. Now, I don't know what you do with Tommaso Ciampa next. But, honestly, honestly, that title was held on, on by Ciampa just to put it on Braun Breaker. That's the reason why we're here. And if Braun doesn't win, then this whole push was pointless. So I'm sticking with Braun Breaker. I think he's winning the NXT Championship. We're going to have a new NXT Champion on New Year's Evil for NXT. And those are my predictions right there. Now, before we get into the mailbag, let's do a little funsies. What do I think is going to happen in 2022 regarding wrestling? Um, let's see. I predict that Brian Cage will leave AEW. And I think he'll sign with WWE and he'll be placed on NXT. And if you want, they could get Melissa Santos as a package deal. And you have Braun Breaker and Brian Cage feud for the NXT title in which Brian Cage wins and you send Braun Breaker to the main roster that's just how I see it like in my honest opinion I predict AEW should start thinking about doing big pay-per-views at a bigger venue instead of doing a 20,000 plus people like I would try and add it to 30 or 40 or 50 to make it 
stand out and prove that you are <clears throat> the top wrestling promotion out there. And I also think they might go to the UK depending on the whole COVID shit. Because we know how the COVID stuff has been on the rise as of late, so that's questionable. I also predict coming out of AEW, they might introduce another title, which is possibly something that everybody's been saying. We might get a trios title. Like, you got so many factions, I think that's possible. So that's just an idea. I predict, coming from WWE, that a top WWE superstar is going to leave WWE and is going to shock not only the wrestlers, but the fans. We And I'm not going to say who. I'm just going to, this is just me throwing a curveball. I think a top WWE superstar is going to leave WWE. Whether it's from NXT or NXT UK or Raw or SmackDown, somebody big is going to leave. That's just how I see it. <clears throat> and where they go, I don't know. Now I'm just going to throw this one out as a hinge. I could I predict that um we might see Okada make an appearance on AEW television. That's just a hunch. If not Okada, I could see Tanahashi. So, that's that. Um I could see We know we're going to get a lot of releases next year. We don't know who. But um I'm trying to think what WWE might do next year. If we're going to go early Royal Rumble prediction winners, I say Rhea Ripley wins the Women's Royal Rumble. I don't see Bianca winning it a second time. I think Rhea wins it, redeems herself, challenges Charlotte Flair, and she beats Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And she officially moves to SmackDown. Now, I see Asuka making her return to WWE. That's an easy prediction. Whether it's Raw or SmackDown or maybe a surprise on NXT. We don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, for call-ups, I see Odyssey Jones getting called up to the main roster. I see Raquel Gonzalez. Maybe Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter get called up to the main roster. <clears throat> I could see... Uh, man, I don't know who else I could see getting called up. Like, it's just so many ideas. Um, and this is just another hinge. I think there's going to be internal conflict. Even though we've seen it in WWE, I think there will be a big conflict between Vince McMahon and Triple H to the point where it's going to be wrestlers picking a side. That's just a hunch. But we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, what else do I predict? Uh... What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Wrestling related. Um. Shit. I got one. I predict that we will eventually see a CM Punk versus Kenta match, and it will be titled 
Battle of the GTS. That's just my idea. But I hope it happens. I think that would be really good. But um, besides that, those are the only predictions I got going into 2022. That's just my idea. Now for the feature presentation. Let's get into the Phoenix year and mailbag. Now I only got three questions. And I want to thank these three people for sending me their questions. But again, don't fret guys if you didn't send in your questions. Because look. This Phoenix understands if you're busy. But um, I will try and remind you because February 10th is the year I started this podcast and we're going to do the four-year anniversary mailbag. So to these three people, I thank you for your questions. And we're going to start with my bestie here in the United States, Allie from Not Real Radio. And I'll shout them out again. Now, Ali asked me if I could create a perfect superstar that would take over the wrestling world. What should what would I do to make them the next level, stand out, and dominate the competition? Oh, that's a good question. <coughs> Fuck, that's a really good question. If I could create a perfect superstar, like if it's regarding the men, the women, the only thing that would matter to me is if they have char- charisma. And they're great in the ring. And they connect with the audience. To make them like. The perfect superstar. I don't worry about the looks. You don't have to be muscular. You don't have to be pretty. Or anything. It's what you do in the ring that matters. And. If you show people that you. You're improving. Like what I would do to make them. The next level and stand out of the competition. Let them go out there and just show them why you belong in why you belong in the first place. I'm not gonna hand them a script. Just go out there, like I will give them pointers. Just say what they want to say. Like I want them to be charismatic and just um give fans a reason, like I said, to uh, connect with. And I think that will really help not only for uh, for that wrestler that I want to build as somebody perfect, but it would really help make make it better for the competition to do better, to find their next big thing. That's just how I, I see it. But thank you, Ali. I appreciate it, my bestie. We have Zar again from Not Real Radio. And just a quick shout out. Um, guys, if you're not listening to Not Real Radio, they are incredible. We will be doing something together in the future. Hopefully this year. If we go to a Wildcat event because they have graciously invited me to talk Wildcat wrestling with them. So, And I am honored to do that. And I would gladly be a part of it. And if they want to interview me, I don't mind. But... I want to show some love to them. Please give them some love. Not Real Radio is their podcast. Ali and Zar, they are incredible. And I usually call on the show just for the occasion. Just to just to show my love to my friends at Not Real Radio. <coughs> now, Zar asks, what current wrestler would I build a new organization around? Ooh. 
That's a tough question. That that's a really good one, Zar. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's really that's a really good question. Like, uh, like I'm trying to think of the biggest name possible that I could build my organization around. Like, for the men, if I had to pick one, I have to go with Roman Reigns and this persona that he's in right now, the tribal chief, because I could get people in their seats just to see Roman Reigns, and he goes out there and he does what he does best. Be the best son of a bitch that he could be. As for the women, uh, this is tough. This is tough because there's a lot of women that I could build <coughs> excuse me, an organization around. A new organization. There's Io Shirai. There's Asuka. There's Britt Baker. There's Deanna Perrazzo. But if I had to choose out of the four, I would definitely pick Io Shirai. I mean, and the runner-up would be Asuka because those two are the best in-ring performers in women's wrestling right now. But uh, that was a tough one. Thank you, Zar. I really appreciate that question. And finally, this question comes from my UK bestie and Milky. Hi, Milky. If you're listening, I hope you're feeling better. Because right now, I know she's sick right now. Um, before I get into her questions, and this is from a streamer to another. Guys, if you're not following Milky, please do so. She is an incredible human being. She is a wonderful soul. And I am really grateful to call her my UK bestie. And hopefully one day, we could do a collaboration. An Overwatch collaboration. Even though I play it on the PS5, which I seriously need to get back into streaming Overwatch. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> but anyway, if you guys aren't following Milky, please do so. Just go on Twitch, type in MilkyXO, and give her, a, give her some love, guys. I would greatly appreciate it. She is a really beautiful person, and she's the first one to call me a legend on Fall Guys. So... That's pretty much what I want to say about that. But she gave me four questions. And like I said, this doesn't have to be wrestling related. It could be anything. Now, the first question is, where do I see myself in the next five years? You know, Milky, um, where do I see myself as the, in the next five years? Possibly being the same me, but doing something bigger and something that's going to change my life. Like something big might come around and change not only my life, but it helps my family as well. I, I don't know what I like. I already know for the next five years, I see myself doing bigger and better things, but I'm still going to be the same me that the people love to see. Number two, is there anything, is there something I wish I knew before I started podcasting and stream or streaming? <clears throat> Now, for streaming, this one's simple because I always wanted to find what would be a better microphone because, like, I always try to find a better microphone. But uh, here's a little fun story. When I first started streaming, this was, like, a long time ago. I started streaming uh, directly on my PS4 before I got my new laptop in 2021. 
And I came back in 2020 to stream. And like, I started to pick up a little bit on what I could do to make the stream better. But if there's one thing I would have known is what would have been the best laptop to use to stream and what would be the best microphone to use to have your audience listen to what you're saying? That was one of the things I would have known. But for podcasting, it was always simple. Like, what, like, is in my mind, I'm thinking, what do I want to talk about? And I just said wrestling because it's easy to talk about. And it's something that I've been openly, I've been speaking openly about with many people in this community, even though the wrestling community can be so damn toxic, full of cesspool of trolls and negativity and people who will bash you for having a fucking opinion. But, I mean, streaming, I I just wish I would have known what would have been, like, what would have been the best advice I would have gotten to start up and get more people to uh, see what I'm all about. You know, I hope that answers your question. Now, the third question she asks, what is my dream career? You know, I have a lot of dreams. Like, one of my one of the dreams I've had that I've always thought about, I always wanted to call a wrestling match or call a video game tournament. <coughs> because, like, I have the voice to do it because I bring the energy. And for those who watch my streams and for those who listen to my podcast... You know I could bring energy to what I have on my mind. Now, like say for instance, I'm like I'm just envisioning this in my head. I'm running a TWA, which is like a t- WWE or an AEW video game simulation. And say I put Milky in a match against Sushi for the TWA Women's Championship. And I have this voice like, like, let's say Sushi is, is about to win, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Sushi's about to hit her finisher, and she connects it. Is this over for Milky? One, two, oh my god, Milky kicks out in the last second. And say if you win the title, you're like, oh my god, the roll-up, one, two, oh my god, Milky just won the TWA Women's Championship. Oh my goodness, and the emotion is pouring high. Like, I have that voice to, you know, call, a, like, a match. Like, if I, would, if I was to call a Wildcat wrestling match, that would be the biggest dream come true. And it could be a gig for me. Because, like I said, I have a voice. That would be a really awesome moment for me. And, like, just bring the energy into calling matches. Whether it's gaming, whether it's wrestling, that would be a great dream of mine. And her final question is, what are some of the thing what are some things you want to achieve outside of streaming and podcasting? Well, the only thing I want to achieve is and it's really a simple one, and I know it's cliche, but it's really not to me. The only thing I want to achieve is to continue living the best life. Every time the year passes by and I learn new things about myself that I should have learned a long time ago. Like outside of streaming and podcasting, I want to travel the world. I want to go to the UK. I want to see some of my friends in the UK. I want to go to Japan. I want to go 
like to like to South Korea. I want to learn about culture. I want to learn some new things. Like I want to travel the world. That is one of the biggest things I want to achieve outside of podcasting and streaming. I want to travel to Japan. I want to travel to the UK to see my friends, especially you, Milky. Um, and I want to, I just want to continue living the best life. And that's pretty much my, uh, the things that I want to achieve outside of podcasting and streaming. So that's that. And thank you for your questions, Milky. I really appreciate that. You beautiful little angel. Now, I want to close out this uh, recording, this bonus, with this. And just a motivational tip. And if, and this is something that I really wanted to do. Like, and this is something, another thing I want to do outside. I want to motivate people to do stuff. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> now, when I started this podcast in 2019, I went into this with zero expectation. All right. And as the years go go on and go on, I start to get to know what I can do to better myself to make people come back and listen to the show. Now, and I, I really learned a lot from the Sala Monster, who was one of the biggest reasons why I got into wrestling podcasting and being a part of the podcast community. And my friend Kelsey, who was a wrestling analyst and a podcaster, um, she's now doing her own thing, talking about books and other stuff. Now, if, if it was me, like I would tell you guys right now, anybody could create a podcast and I want y'all to do this for me. If you ever think about doing a podcast, write about the topics that you love and like, this is just a steps on how you would get started in podcasting. Write down the stuff that you love. Like, make a list of topics that you like. You can make a check mark and an X to... Like, the X represents you don't want to talk about this that often. But if you like, say, food or anime or video games or sports like professional wrestling, check it off. And if you want to have friends or guests on your podcast... Don't hesitate to ask. Don't hesitate to ask. It's okay to ask, all right? Because <clears throat> podcasting is so much fun. And the best advice I would give to anybody is if you ever want to start doing a podcast, believe in yourself. It's just like streaming. Believe in yourself. Don't ever doubt what you can't do. Always have faith in what you can do. Don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the numbers. Put that out of your mind. Okay? When you start. People will come and listen to your podcast when you have the right supporters who are there for you no matter what. Everybody can do a podcast. You could talk about music. You could talk about anything that you love. And I really mean this. I really mean this. For anybody who, who's thinking about being a podcaster, I will use Audacity to record 
and edit your podcast and turn it into an MP3. Always have a good microphone that could work. And if you have multiple microphones, if you have guests, or if you do it virtually, make sure you, um, uh, how would I put this? Make sure you have stuff planned. And I, I'm just, I want to leave it with this, guys. Thank y'all for believing in me. Thank you for supporting me, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the stream. You guys have been the best thing that keeps me going and doing what I love. You guys are more of an inspiration. And if I would have inspired people to get into podcasting, I would accomplish a lot of that. That is the best thing I want to do. Like I said, anybody can do a podcast. And if you if you want to uh, take that chance, I say do it. I really believe in you. If you want to do it, have some friends. Have some friends do it. I would gladly, gladly be happy to see that my words could help people get into podcasting. And I want to do that. So like I said, make sure you have a great computer or a laptop. Make sure you have topics that you want to talk about. Make sure you have a great mindset and always be consistent and let your fans know, let the people who support you know on what's going on if you couldn't record. Just let them know and they will understand, okay? And just put put your platform out there. I guarantee people will support you so much. And like I said, thank y'all so much for tuning in for the final time of 2021. This Phoenix flies off into 2022. I will see you guys next time for episode 146 of No One's Ready for Wrestling. Till then, take care, be safe, support wrestling as much as you can, and support me for what I do. And happy New Year's. I love all of you. And let's reach our goals, okay? Let's reach our goals. I love all of you. Keep supporting what I do, and I'll support what you guys can do if you get into podcasting. All right? Love you guys. Peace out.